Welcome to episode 11 of Ryan's Reviews. This is the final episode of the year, it being the last Saturday of the year. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, my favorite books that I read in 2020, as well as my favorite movies that I watched. Not all of these books or movies, actually most of them will not be from 2020. It just might be a new movie that I happen to check out or a book um, from a couple years ago that I didn't get a chance to read until now. So enjoy. Here we go. Okay, we are going to start this podcast off by talking about books today. So I picked 10 books that I enjoyed from this year. Again, some of them were written a few years back and weren't from 2020. A couple of them are from this year. So the first one that I picked was 21 Lessons for the 21st Century by Yuval Harari. Um, and it's basically just a look at 21 things that exist nowadays, um, 21 things that are going on in the world and how those things might look in the future, um, be it economics, be it technology, um, looking at a bunch of different things that are going on in the world now, and then what is it going to look like in the future? Um, I think it's a pretty fascinating book, and we'll see if everything that he writes in there actually becomes reality. Um, but I very much enjoyed this one, thinking ahead to what it's going to look like um, in 10 or 20 years. The next book that I enjoyed this year was The Human Body by Bill Bryson, and I use that word enjoyed loosely. Um, I thought it was fascinating. I learned a lot of, just about the human body, body systems, but at the same time, there are a lot of really, really disgusting moments in this book, uh, the, and maybe that's the most entertaining part of the book if you do decide to read it. Um, a lot of the most interesting aspects of the book were when they were going back and they were talking about how like, early medicine examples and early surgery examples and what people would have to endure um, in order to survive. And it just makes you be very, very thankful to live in present day when we have uh, modern medicine and lots of things that are capable of handling um, diseases better than they did in the past. Um, but again, very, very entertaining book. Any, any book by Bill Bryson is definitely worth checking out, but I very, very much enjoyed The Human Body. The next one that I picked is Pretty Dark, um, and that is The Forever War, all about America's role in the Middle East, um, specifically focusing on the war in Iraq. And wow, it does. I mean, it's an absolutely grim, very, very unsettling, just brutal look at the war. Um, I think it was written in 2000, I want to say... 2009, but it might be 2011. Um, but it's just absolutely brutal what the U.S. military had to go through, what the citizens in the Middle East have to go through, and just all the uh, fighting that is going on over there. Um, fascinating book. Um, definitely, definitely worth reading. Um, not an easy read, and definitely there are a few chapters in there that will make um, most readers very, very uncomfortable. But I definitely would recommend if you want to know more about um, what was actually going on um, in the Middle East in the early 2000s, it is a must read. The next book is Endurance, all about Ernest Shackleton. I've talked about this one on the podcast a little bit before, um, but I was going to read The Impossible first, which was all about the, and I did review that on the podcast as well, all about this guy, Colin O'Brady, who wanted to be the first to across uh, Antarctica kind of without help and without this wind parachute. So I wanted to read Endurance, um, one of the early um, explorations of Antarctica, again, led by Ernest Shackleton and his men, and they get stranded out on the ice. And 
I just thought this book was incredible. There's a reason that people talk about it today and they're like, oh, if you're going to read something about explorers, definitely read Endurance. Um, I had tears in my eyes at the end of the book. It is, it's moving. Um, just what these people had to endure together in order to survive. And it's a pretty incredible story. So definitely worth checking out. Next one is the Stephen King book. And I will be reviewing some more Stephen King books probably in the next couple of months. Um, I'm planning on reading The Stand, which is extremely long. Um, so we'll see if I, yeah, I don't know when I will actually have time to read all of that. Um, but I'm also planning on checking out Carrie and uh, The Green Mile, a couple that I have not seen before. I've seen the movie version of both, but I have not read the book. So going to be checking those out and reviewing those on the podcast at some point. But the movie, or sorry, the book um, that I wanted to talk about on today's podcast on our year in review here is Misery, which I think is Stephen King's best book. Um, I think it's just very, very well written. And it's one of his creepier, creepier stories that I've read. So definitely worth checking out uh, Misery. The next one was one that was on Obama's book list from last year. And it was The Heartbeat of Wounded Knee, basically just going through and talking about our relationship with indigenous people, um, with Native Americans, and kind of how the U.S. government has completely screwed them over um, over the course of the last couple of centuries. And a very, very fascinating look. Um, really, it's it's called The Heartbeat of Wounded Knee. It's a really heartbreaking book, though, um, just when you think of all the atrocities that were done to these people and continue to be done today. Um, so it's definitely a must read if you are a fan of history, if you want to know more about the United States and kind of how we got to where we are today. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot in there. Again, it's a lot of what I was reading this year. It's pretty dark stuff, and this is included in that. Um, the next book is a little lighter, um, and that is Three Ring Circus. I talked about this one on the podcast, um, but I look at the Lakers from 96 until the end of their championship runs um, in 2004, really focusing on the relationship between Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and Phil Jackson. Again, being a huge basketball fan, a big Kobe Bryant fan, a big Lakers fan, um, this was kind of a must-read for me. It was one of the books that I was uh, looking forward to the most this year, and it didn't let me down. Um, I think you get a very, very clear look at kind of the egos involved, and you feel bad for Phil Jackson and all that he had to endure as a coach, um, but it makes uh, it makes his accomplishments um even more impressive because it's just like uh, you read this book and you see all these things that he had to go through and he was still able to win multiple championships with the Lakers. So if you want to know more about this specific team, again, I, I said in the earlier podcast, it was a good follow-up to Michael Jordan and the last dance documentary that came out earlier this year. And I really think it is. I think those two complement each other quite well. Um, and I think if you're a basketball fan, you'll definitely enjoy Three Ring Circus. Um, so the next book that I'm going to talk about, I've also talked about recently on a podcast, but that is These Trues. And it's just a great overview of U.S. history. This is that book where I read it in one week and said, never again am I going to read something that long. Um, and we'll get into it a little bit at the end of the podcast, but I'm working my way through A Promised Land, Barack Obama's new book. And that's what I'll be talking about next week a little bit. Um, but these truths, if you want a good overview of U.S. history, um, this is, I think this is a good option. Does it explain everything? 
that happened in the last 250 plus years? No. Um, but what it does is it takes some of those key events and really goes into detail with them. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, the next book that I put was Finding Ultra um, by Rich Roll, um, who is, he has a famous podcaster that I enjoy. Um, he's vegan and he is an ultra um, endurance athlete. So I don't know, when I started training for the marathon last year, I got super into his podcast, um, especially when he has endurance athletes on there and listening to some of the things that they went through. He actually had Colin O'Brady on the podcast, and that's part of the reason where, that I read that book. Um, but it's just fascinating kind of his life story and what he went through and how at like the age of 40, he kind of completely kind of flipped the script. He was super unhealthy, um, struggling with alcoholism, and he became this ultra endurance athlete, one of the best in the world. So that was interesting for me, somebody who likes that type of thing. Again, if you're not into endurance sports or into athletics um, or athletic accomplishments, it's not going to be super interesting. And the last book is a book that's not super well written, um, but it's pretty entertaining. And it's, uh, again, it's a sports book in a way. It's called Relentless, and it's by Tim Grover, who was the trainer um, for Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And it kind of just goes into their headspace, gives some good stories. Again, it's for sports fans. Um, if you want to know a little bit more about how these athletes um, just got into the mindset of pushing themselves so hard. Um, but I, I don't know. I've read it a couple times now. I think it's a entertaining book. So th that is my book list for the year. I'm going to get into movies now. So looking at my movie list, which is, I almost saw 100 movies this year, um, but just looking at the list, not very many of these movies are from 2020. Um, the first one that I want to talk about is 1917, directed by Sam Mendes. It's about two soldiers and their experience during World War I. And while it was obviously many shots put together this movie, uh, they, they spliced them together so it seems like it's all just one long take. Um, and it's, it works really well here. Um, it was actually the last movie that I saw in theaters in January. Um, so it's almost been a full year since I've been to the movie theaters, which is crazy. Um, hopefully eventually I'll be back. Um, so, and the next one, uh, that I put on my list for, that was one of my favorites of the year was since I've been down. Um, I talked about this one very recently on a podcast, but it's all about these, um, these gang members that have been put uh, in the Washington prison system and they have sentences that are life without parole. And it's what they are doing with their time. Um, one of the prisoners there started this educational program that is a lot of the prisoners have joined and are just trying to better themselves and become more educated. And I think it is a really moving documentary um, in the podcast I recorded a few weeks ago where I talked about this. I said it was one of the best documentaries that I've seen recently. And I, I agree with that. A few weeks later, I agree with it. But yeah, I think it is um, one of the best documentaries I've seen in a while. Um, speaking of great documentaries, I also put the other documentary from this year that I very much enjoyed. And that's the Barclay Marathons. And I should have looked it up before I started recording. But I think it's an I want to say it's in Tennessee, um, but it's this guy and he, he holds this marathon um, every year and it doesn't end up just being a marathon. It's, it's longer than that. It's called the Barkley Marathons because you do multiple loops of this course and he gives you a map, um, but it takes 
a long, long time to do it. It gets dark out. You don't really know where you're going. You're separated from everyone else. And it's just very entertaining to see these people try and do this near, nearly impossible set of marathons um, where they're going just, yeah, all through the woods in Tennessee. It's crazy. Um, very, very enjoyable film. Um, only a few people have ever completed the Barkley marathons. And so this is just following a couple of those people trying to complete it um, in this, whenever this was filmed, I think a few years back. Um, but yeah, it just covers the race for one of those years. Um, very, 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 very entertaining film though. Um, highly recommend, even if you're not into endurance sports, um, I think this one will entertain you. Uh, next one is a, next movie is one that I've talked about recently and that's Living in Oblivion, um, an independent movie uh, that is following this film crew. Uh, Steve Buscemi's the director, Catherine Keener's the lead actress, and just kind of all the mishaps that are going on on set. Um, very funny movie, um, very quick movie. I think it's an hour and 20 minutes. It kind of just, you just kind of breeze through it and very enjoyable. So check that one out. Uh, next one is Booksmart, um, which is a coming of age story. Um, and I read the script and watched the movie during the summer. Um, and I have to say, like, it's kind of like the female Superbad. And I think Superbad has not aged well. I think when I was in high school, uh, maybe I, I think I found it a lot funnier than I do today. I think if you watch it now, I don't think it holds up very well. Um, but Booksmart kind of lives up to its title. I think it's a much smarter film. Um, and I think it's it's terrifically funny. I think it's... I, I was laughing quite a bit while watching it. And I don't usually like coming-of-age stories, coming-of-age comedies, but I think this one does a good job and is, it's pretty smart about it. So definitely worth checking out. Next movie I had was Winter's Bone, an early Jennifer Lawrence movie um, before she filmed Hunger Games. I think she was actually nominated for an Oscar for this movie and is just absolutely brutal. I'm not going to go into the plot too much, or talk too much about it, but definitely worth checking out. This one is one that I had on my list for a while. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I was never really in the mood for it, but I checked it out this year and was glad that I did. The next movie that I would like to talk about is Palm Springs, which is actually a movie from this year um, starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti is how I think you pronounce that. Um, but they do a really good, good job carrying this movie. And it's a movie that is a Groundhog Day movie in which these characters are repeating the same day, the same events over and over again. Um, but I think the comedic elements and the dramatic elements of this movie work quite well. It's by no means an amazing movie. Um, you're not going to be a, whoa, that was uh, Oscar worthy or anything like that. But it is a fun hour and a half um, little bit of escapism. And it's kind of, it's just, it's a fun movie. Um, so I had a good time watching that one. The next two movies on my list are Miyazaki movies and Graves of the Firefly, um, Fireflies and My Neighbor Totoro, I think were the only two Miyazaki movies I'd seen till this year. My girlfriend and I got HBO Max this year though. So, and all Studio Ghibli's movies are on there. So we did, decided to check more of them out. And the two that really stuck out to me, the two that I enjoyed the most um, were Princess Mononoke and Castle in the Sky, um, particularly Princess Mononoke. I think this is probably my favorite Studio Ghibli movie. Um, just the fantasy elements in this, there's just so much going on. Um, and I think the story, again, 
what Miyazaki is able to come up with, what he is able to create, what the movies that are going on in his head, they're just so creative. Um, and I think if you, even if you have a hard time um, watching animated Japanese movies, I think these are kind of an outlier to that because usually like um, if somebody gives me a suggestion and asks me to watch any sort of anime, I can't do that. This is different. Um, this is on just a whole nother level. And if you haven't checked out any of Miyazaki's work, you definitely need to check it out. But again, the two that I would suggest, Princess Mononoke and Castle in the Sky, um, two of the best fantasy movies in my mind ever made. Um, the two that I mentioned earlier, though, Graze of the Fireflies and My Neighbor Totoro are also two that I like a lot. Um, so if you haven't checked out any of those, uh, make sure you do. The last movie that I have on my list is one that I've talked about. Um, I talked about on a podcast earlier um, in the year, and that is Scanners, um, an awesome Cronenberg sci-fi movie. Not going to go into it. Again, check out that podcast from a few weeks back. Um, if you haven't, great movie. One of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Okay. Da-da-da-da. On to the movies that I think were the worst uh, the, the movies that I had no fun watching this year. Um, a couple of these were pretty surprising to me. Um, the first one that I had on this list was Minority Report with Tom Cruise. This was a movie where I had seen it, I don't know, maybe five or ten years back. And I very much enjoyed it. Um, and I, for some reason, there were maybe 20 minutes left in the movie. And I never saw those last 20 minutes, um, which are kind of all the whole movie leads up to that conclusion um, and to that climax. And I did not, I never, I just never saw it. So I ended up rewatching it um, during quarantine here. And I have to say, I did not like it nearly as much as I remember. Um, I don't think it is a great movie. I think it's kind of when Spielberg. Um, started to really, really go downhill, and his movie quality just took a nosedive. Um, and yeah, Minority Report, not my favorite. Uh, the next one is The Tale on HBO, um, which deals with really dark subject matter, dealing with abuse. Um, but then with this backdrop of horse racing or just horseback riding. So it was a movie that was on a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes and stars Laura Dern. And I have to say that I just, there's no enjoyment from this film. Maybe technically, um, on a technical level, it's well made. But even then, I don't know. I just, I didn't understand what, what the critics were thinking on this one. It is one that I just, yeah, didn't didn't enjoy at all. And I don't think anybody would. Um, again, it's just a very, very dark movie. Um, dark to the point of unenjoyable. Um, in any way. Okay, the next movie that I had on my list is one that I talked a lot about, and that is Aquaman. Oh, man, I, I'm not going to say any more. You can listen to my rant on a previous podcast, um, but it is just an awful movie. It is, I mean, I've seen some bad superhero movies, like Ang Lee's 2003 Hulk um, comes to mind. I've avoided some, like Catwoman and The Green Lantern, which I know are bad. But for what it's worth, yeah, I think Aquaman is the worst uh, movie, superhero movie. Got to be careful there. Close to worst movie, uh, but worst superhero movie that I've ever seen. Um, and that's from somebody who sat through Justice League and Batman vs. Superman in theaters and was falling asleep during, I think, both of those. So, And I definitely was falling asleep during Aquaman as well. Um, 
man, yeah, the movie is just awful and it, it, its length does not help it in any way. Uh, the next movie that I had on this list, I have two more. Um, one of, I think both I've talked about on uh, podcasts actually, but The Invisible Man, I have on this list, I don't think this is a bad movie. Some of the shots in this movie are absolutely gorgeous. Elizabeth Moss does a really, really good job here. I just think the movie goes downhill um, in the second half. Um, and it doesn't really do anything by the end to redeem itself. Um, so I think the, yeah, the setup and everything, everything they set up in the first half of the movie, I really like. And then yeah, the second half, it just, like I said, it goes way downhill. Um, maybe you'll like it more than I did. I just really don't like what they did with the characters towards the end and the kind of the little, I don't know, the twists that they were trying to pull. I don't know. I just didn't get that much out of it. Um, it was a movie that was well-reviewed and a lot of people enjoyed, but, and I think on my list, it's probably the best, the best of the, uh, bottom five here. And the other movie I had on there was the way back, um, which we talked about, which is just a very cliched, uh, sports movie. Ben Affleck is an alcoholic sports coach and the team's not doing very well. He comes in and saves the day. Um, there's not a whole lot of new things going on here. Ben Affleck does a great job. Um, but beyond that, you're just getting, yeah, uh, just by the numbers sports, uh, sports movie. So, uh, that would be my bottom five of the year. I didn't make a bottom five book list, um, just because I didn't really have a bottom five. Uh, most of the books that I've read, I've done a lot of research on and re- looked at reviews and I really just didn't have a bottom five. Um, with movies, it's a lot easier. They're, I've seen a lot more of them and a lot of times I will just tune into a movie that I think uh, was not well reviewed just to kind of see uh, if those reviews were right or not. So that is 2020. Uh, Some of my favorite books, some of my favorite movies. I will be back next week uh, talking. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, but I will be reviewing a promised land by Barack Obama Um, which I have a lot of work to do. I'm only at about page 100 right now. I still have 600 pages to go. Um, But with next week off of work, should be able to do that. And then I will also be reviewing Wonder Woman 1984, um, as well as maybe a couple of other movies um, on top of that. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you so much for the support. Remember, Ryan's Reviews, uh, there is a new episode every single Saturday at 1 o'clock. Uh, Eastern Time, and I am available on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Tell somebody about the podcast, spread the word. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys next Saturday.